Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about fathers, woodpeckers, bubbles, flight mares, nuts, and underwires. The music for this show is the new Air New Zealand safety demo, which they call the most epic safety demonstration ever. Let's get on with the show. This story is right in time for Father's Day. So we're boarding a flight to Europe and this black family, uh, mother, father, and four kids, four boys and an infant daughter board the plane. And those boys, actually three of us mentioned it. They were the most polite children we had seen in ages. They just were so engaged and thoughtful and making eye contact. Nice kids. So then the father comes up and says, we're boarding. We have like 12 minutes before departure, 12 minutes before departure. And he goes, can I run to McDonald's? And we're like, no. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but my kids are, my kids are hungry. And we're like, yeah, well, McDonald's is, first of all, you're not allowed to leave the plane once you get on on an international flight. And second of all, McDonald's is like in the middle. It's a ways down the concourse and has a really long line. If you go to McDonald's, your wife and four kids are going to Europe by themselves. <laughs> so the one girl goes, you know, you feel, of course you feel bad when someone says their kids are hungry. So she's like, I'll go to the back and I'll get you a bag of snacks and I'll bring it for the kids. So we take off. And after the service, this father comes up with the four-month-old baby, and she's crying, and he's trying to get her to go to sleep. So he's in the galley, bouncing the baby girl, and we were chatting, and I really enjoyed talking with him. And then he says, um, we're basically talking about parenting, and I was questioning why you'd go to Europe with four children. (laughs) And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, people don't usually do that because, you know, you've got an infant and, and three kids, and they're not exactly going to want to look at statues and go to museums in Europe. 
<laughs> and it turned out he was visiting family. That makes total sense. And he was saying how important he thought it was uh, for them to be around the language and the culture. Uh, and then he said, here, I'm going to show you some magic. And he takes the baby girl and he he cradles her in his arms lengthwise. And he's got these big arms and these big hands. And he starts rocking the baby back and forth while he's bouncing up and down. He's like now a put a child to sleep human machine. He's bouncing and he's rocking and he's bouncing and he's rocking and he's got these big hands and these big arms. And I could just see that the baby felt so safe in the big hands and the big arms. And he said, oh, she's at one point, she's going to start making these noises like um, he said the boys didn't do this, but she does. And then she'll make those noises and then she'll go to sleep. And I said, oh, you know, you're you're such a good father. And he said, I don't have a choice. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I have to be a good father. He said, this affects many generations to come. He said, my children are going to have good parents. So they'll know what it's like to be a good parent and they will be good parents to their children. And their children will know what it's like to have good parents and they will be good parents to their children. He said, so this, this affects many generations. And then the baby did this little and went to sleep. And I was like, now that is a good dad. I was flying with a guy and he said he was working a flight to Norfolk, Virginia. Now, lots of times places, their names, you don't pronounce them the way they look. I've always said Norfolk, Virginia. And he said there was the person that was in charge, the flight attendant in charge was making the PAs. And she was making the PA as they were boarding the airplane. And she was like, welcome to flight 172 nonstop service to Norfolk, Virginia. As you're getting settled and the flight attendants were like, did she just say Norfolk? And so <laughs> they were laughing. The other flight attendants are laughing amongst themselves. and But they decided not to say anything to her. So then <laughs> she, she's on the PA again and she's like... <laughs> We're just about ready to close the door to our flight to Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> and so then it's just like uh, they're about to land. And this is like, uh, we're about to begin our initial descent into Norfolk, Virginia. And so then the flight attendants had had enough and they had just been laughing. They were red in the face and they were like, it's not Norfolk, Virginia. It's Norfolk. And she said, no, I think I think that's the way the locals say it. And they were like, they say it Norfolk? It's Norfolk. And so then somebody goes, well, I'll Google it. So they Googled it. And sure enough, actually, she was slightly wrong. They don't say no fuck. They say no fuck. <laughs> like that's any better. And also <laughs> no fick. <laughs> so then as they land and she makes the PA, welcome to Norfolk, Virginia. My friend, I'm here to guide you on your journey. So cease your rebel rousing and listen very Okay, no, I haven't heard. I've heard a lot because I've been asking people for stories for a long time. But this one I haven't heard. So this is what a pilot has done. Yes, yes. I've, I've, I've seen it. Uh, Captain, you call call the flight attendant mid-taxi. Say, uh, you ever seen uh, you ever seen 65 woodpeckers? <laughs> no? And then right as, right as, you know, he or she says no, stomps on the brakes. And the head's just bob forward like this several times 
It's oh 65 God. woodpeckers. Oh, it's 65 <laughs> woodpeckers. That's exactly right. Just, oh, gosh. What is this guy doing? Instructions and all eliminated signs. So I was working a flight to Europe, and during the initial meal service, we had a medical emergency. This woman couldn't breathe. She was choking, and then she ended up uh, puking, and uh, then... We gave her a bag. We got her all settled. It seemed like she was pretty good. Service, all of that kind of stuff. And then I hear, ladies and gentlemen, if we, we are having a medical emergency, if we have a medical professional on board, please contact your flight attendant. So I think, oh, it's that lady. I go run into where she is. And I get there and they go, no, it's not over on this. It's over on the other aisle. And I'm thinking, it's another person. It's the second one on this flight already. We're only like three hours in. It's our second medical emergency, but this one's bad. So I wasn't the first person to find her. And the purser, when he first saw her, he called the cockpit. We have to keep a lot of contact with the cockpit. He said, um, she's dead. And I didn't know any of this because I'm still running around getting medical equipment. And uh, I, by the time I see the woman, she's speaking. So do one dead. And so the person had to call back to the captain. No, no, none of this is funny. It's never funny with a medical emergency. But later you can realize some of it's funny because he called back to the cockpit and goes, she's not dead. She's talking. And the nurse we had a nurse and a doctor. Luckily, we have, thank goodness, medical professionals are the best. And, you know, they don't need to do it. They're on vacation and they're so helpful. But the nurse told the purser that she thought the lady was dead. And this was a ER room nurse that they know dead. And so they both thought she was dead. And so this woman, she thought that she had an allergic reaction, allergic reaction, and then a seizure um, and she's allergic to a certain seasoning. Now, you know, if you are deadly allergic to something, you need to bring your own food. She hadn't ordered a special meal or anything. And she kept saying she thought it was dinner that had this Montreal seasoning, which I've never even had Montreal seasoning, but it's very peppery. Anyway, I guess she's allergic to pepper, but we everybody puts salt and pepper in everything. So there were a couple other funny things about this. We have uh, with our airline phone, we have something we can give the medical professionals uh, as a thank you. If they have frequent flyer points, we can give them miles. If they're not, we can give them a voucher for future travel. And, you know, I want to do everything I can because I'm so thankful for their help. So I had done it for the doctor and now I'm doing it for the nurse. The nurse was great. She sat with the lady for like two hours after this happened. I mean, it's amazing. So I had asked her if uh, she was a freaking flyer and she said, oh, put it on my husband's because he's the one that has all the points. And I'm just like, sure. And she's like, oh, he's at 33J. And so I'm doing it and I'm giving her the thing and I, I, I show her, see, this is what you've got. And she goes, oh, that's not my husband. She'd give me the wrong seat number. And at one point, I thought it'd be kind of funny to leave it to this person who doesn't even know what's going on, and they get a credit from the airline thanking them for their medical assistance, and that person's like, medical assistance? I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> but I was able to go back and delete it and put it in for the real person. And then the other funny thing that happened was, it's now time for breakfast landing in Europe. And I wasn't working in coach, but the person that was there at, with this woman, and she goes, um, do you think that there's Montreal seasoning in this egg sandwich breakfast? And the flight attendant was like, don't risk it. She's thinking, you almost died. <laughs> don't, don't risk 
anything for this silly airplane airline egg sandwich, please. In the last episode, if you didn't hear it, I had this crazy story where this new flight attendant on her first day uh, ends up quitting because she gets in the galley and there's a passenger who has taken a hot lasagna out of the oven and has her skirt up and is rubbing the hot lasagna between her legs. So I've been telling people this story because... (laughs) I've heard a lot of stories, but I've never, it's just so bizarre. It's such a weird thing to do. So I ran into this guy like so much uh, and um, I was telling him the story and he goes, I hate people. You guys know I like to invest, but I've been nervous about crypto since I just don't know enough about it. I found this Copy My Crypto membership site that shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply just do what he does. So let me tell you a little bit about James. He runs the Crypto with James YouTube channel, which has over 17,000 subscribers and 1 million views. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put in 100 bucks into each one, it would now be worth over $53,000. Of those 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, is currently up 410 times from when he said, That one call alone has let some people retire, even young people in their 20s and 30s. So if you would like to join the 1,300 members who copy James, head over to copymycrypto.com slash Betty. My listeners get full access for just a dollar. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash Betty. That's B-E-T-T-Y. Oxygen is precious to you beyond measure. So if an oxygen mask should drop down from above, pull down. Okay, so something weird happened on your flight? Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, we had this lady making out the whole flight with the husband or the boyfriend. I don't well, know she what was it was. Making out? Yeah, so we'd have to tell her that uh, it was a family airline to stop it. But then later on, we hear these zzz sound. So I went to see what it was, and she has her legs spread on the on the table, on the uh, tray table, and she was shaving. Better electric shaver. Oh my God! <laughs> her dress was up to, to her crotch. Oh my God! That's crazy. So we had to tell her to go to the bathroom and shave her legs over there. She said, "I'm almost finished." <laughs> <laughs> so I was commuting to work, and one of the flight attendants on my flight, where you know I'm a passenger, I'm sitting, but I'm in my uniform, but I'm being very quiet. But the flight attendant was very gregarious and made very funny PAs and. He did something I haven't ever seen before, and, you know, I've been flying a long time. He put on these funny goggle, bugged-out eye glasses and went through and blew bubbles at all the kids. I mean, he's carrying that stuff around with him. That is above and beyond. And so then we're landing, and he makes a PA. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to look around your seat for any items you might have brought on board with you. Uh... Lots of times people leave items and they are never reunited with their items. So look around your seat. I was on a flight to Disneyland when I was nine years old and my parents forgot me and I've been here ever since. (laughs) 
He was cute. And one of the funny things about this, he's making these PAs that are highly unusual. And the passengers sitting next to me are regular passengers. And uh, they go, oh, that pilot's funny. And I'm thinking, it's not a pilot. Is it the very serious pilot? Or is it the guy that had the bug out goggle glasses on and was blowing bubbles at the passengers? This is a mishap during takeoff or landing. Brace yourself on the sea in front of well, I had said in previous episodes it is going to be a very interesting summer, and some people are calling it a flight mare. <laughs> That's a new name for me, a flight mare. Well, things are canceling. It's not just that we don't have enough flight attendants, we don't have enough pilots, we don't have enough ship cleaners, we don't have enough maintenance people, we don't have enough caterers. It's just like a disaster. But, you know... Hopefully, hopefully it'll just be this one flight mare summer. And so uh, there's just so many things because of the pandemic. We just weren't expecting so many people to come back so soon. And then you have, um, you just have a logistical problem. There's also still a supply chain problem. So some of the maintenance items, they can't get the part. So they're waiting for the supply chain and a part. So you have a plane flying around. Now, granted, they're all safe. Everything's safe. But there's one plane flying around that does not have a PA system. And I was kind of like, isn't that one of those mandatory things? And they said, no, because you can use the megaphone. And I'm like, the megaphone? <laughs> Just imagine if you got on a plane and we're on the megaphone going, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board. It's like, what year is this? When seated in business premier, sit upright, rest your hands on your thighs, and keep your feet firmly... This uh, new flight attendant uh, okay. gimmick, I guess you would say. Uh, so new flight attendant, new on the airplane, uh, very unfamiliar. Uh, captain... Mid-flight, some, sometime mid-flight, give them a call, say, hey, we've got an indication back here uh, that the air in the back is not cycling properly. We're going to need you to go back there and grab us a bag of air. So if you could go back there and, and get us a bag of air and bring that up, that'd be great because we really need to make sure that this reading's right. So new, the other flight attendant, of course, knows what's going on. It's kind of starting to chuckle. But she's back there with this grocery bag <laughs> running up and down the aisle like a parachute trying to catch air and bring it up. Finally gets the bag, got it, you know, tight like this. Get, show the captain. The captain's like, okay, I'm gonna open the door, and you, you let me have some of that air. She opens it up. He's like, you let it go. Now you gotta go get more. And he, he would do it several times, oh several God. times, and just keep going. And then finally, at the end, he would, okay, yeah, no, we were just messing with you. I mean, the, the passengers and everybody are like, what, what in this world is this lady doing? Yeah, exactly. I have heard that before. That that the agents have asked for it. And to have uh, it ready, one bag from first class and one bag from coach, and have it when they open the door. Jeez. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Fantastic. Life jackets are easily put on while seated. Just rip open the pouch, slip it over your head, clip the waistbands together, and tighten. Coming home from Europe in this, we're, we're still doing the, the service in first class, and this woman says to me, um, do you know where my son is sitting? And I'm thinking, I, I don't know what her son looks like. The son isn't coach. And she's asking me to, to find her son. And I said, well, I don't know what your son looks like. I don't know your son's name. And she's like, well, where is he sitting? And I was like, well, I think you would have a better chance of finding your son than me. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know? How am I 
supposed to know what our son looks like or how to find him. Sometimes people are crazy. This just occurred to me out of nowhere because I've been in my new place for like a year and a half. But when I was looking at it with my realtor, uh, I was saying there's this Carolina room, like an office room with a lot of windows. And I said, I think this might have been a screened in porch that they turned into a room. And he said, no, I, I don't think it was ever like an outside space. And I said, well, there's a spigot over here. <laughs> And he laughed, and that solved that. So I was working a flight a long time ago on an MD-88 with my friend Ginger. And we were coming from Providence back to Atlanta. And this was right around the time when cell phones, not everybody had them, but yeah. some people did. So we're waiting, 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 and this passenger comes on at the last minute on his phone, yakking, yakking, yakking. Oh my God, yeah, the interview went great. And the girl that brought me to the airport, she is so hot. I, you know, I think if I get the job, I think I'm gonna have to ask her out. Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, okay? All right, bye. So he puts his phone away. We do the whole flight. Yeah. And he's in the back of the MD-88 in that small little tail section. We're all standing up waiting to deplane. And Ginger, Ginger, whacks the guy on the arm. She goes, do you, so do you think you're gonna ask that girl out? <laughs> and he said, what? <laughs> And she goes, we all heard the conversation, didn't we, people? Everybody in the back said, yes, we did. Are you going to ask her out? And he learned his lesson about talking loud. I was fine with this fun guy who was telling me that back in the day, uh, when he first started flying, he was based in Boston, and he'd fly these trips with these very senior Boston ladies. Uh, a lot of them were smokers. And this is right at the time where forever the airline served peanuts. It was peanuts, peanuts, peanuts. People associated the airline and air travel <laughs> with peanuts. And then, you know, we started having all the problem with the allergies and they switched uh, to snack mix. And so they were working and this passenger said, what, you don't have any nuts? And the senior female smoker Boston flight attendant said, not since the surgery. I want to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You thought about going to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't take very long. You can even bookmark it. You click through any of the Amazon links, and I like to see what people buy. So last month, somebody bought Just For Men mustache and beard coloring. Somebody else bought Hostess Cinnamon Strudel coffee cakes. And this past month, I got a very generous donation from listener Peter. Thank you so much, Peter. And just think about going to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. And I thank you so very much. Now, I've said this many times. I am on the plane. Basically, I live on the plane. And passengers are there once every two years. So, you know, it's not, it's not their home. Like, it's my home. And I, I've mentioned before on the podcast, we have one aircraft type that there are drains in the galley, but if you use them, what'll happen, I don't know if I ever mentioned this part before, is the drains, I guess they're just old. I don't know. They don't work. And then what happens is the water ends up going out of the galley and into the front row of the premium economy section and their bags get all wet. Well, you know, passengers don't like that. <laughs> They're not, they, that's not a high on their list. And I don't like having to deal with them when their bags get wet. So I schlep all the liquids. And if you think about it, we have a lot of liquids in the galley and I schlep them up to the 
front of the plane where the bathrooms are and I wait in line and I pour out all the wine and I pour out all the champagne and I pour out the coffee because I don't want these passengers bags to get wet. I mean, it's a, you know, it's something you shouldn't have to deal with, but it's just a part of life. So now <laughs> I have a lot of liquids and so I can't carry them all. So I had like two bottles of wine and a bottle, a little less than a bottle of champagne. Now, champagne has bubbles. Now, there wasn't anybody waiting for the bathroom, and I figured I could get back to the galley, get the rest of my bottles, and get back up there before, but no, uh-uh, a passenger, <laughs> a passenger got up there before I could get back up there with my bottles, and uh, the passenger goes, I think somebody was trying to have a bubble bath in the toilet. I was thinking, that would not be a good bubble bath. <laughs> It was a champagne. This next story is from a podcast I look forward to on Sundays called Sunday Papers with Greg Fitzsimmons and Mike Gibbons. There are dozens of passengers arriving in Phoenix Sunday took a flight they will never forget. For two people on board, it was a life. It was life changing. They got married thirty-seven thousand feet above Arizona. Jeremy and Pam said, I do on Southwest flight 2690 after weather delays and cancellations forced them to miss their scheduled vows in Vegas. The couple planned to go straight from the Las Vegas airport to a chapel where they had an appointment. The weather in Dallas, though, derailed their best laid plans. Quote, they switched terminals on us. Then they switch gates, and they finally just say it's canceled, said Jeremy, and we're dressed up. <laughs> they were dressed and visibly stressed, trying to figure out how <laughs> we're going to get to Vegas in time. The universe sent Chris over, he says. And then Chris is like, hey, I think I can help you out. And boy, did he, said Pam. Chris was an ordained minister, and the flight attendants doubled <laughs> as maids of honor. Quote, they're putting toilet paper streamers, they dimmed the lights and had everyone click their call attendant button. They downloaded Here Comes the Bride and they welcomed everybody to the flight and to our wedding. There was a makeshift reception. One passenger's donut was the wedding cake. Wow. Wow is right. By the way, the dressed part, they went to the airport, he in his tux and she wearing a wedding gown. Wow. Can we focus the flight attendants of the maids of honor with the pilots for the ushers? Wait a minute. Who's flying the plane? <laughs> hey, honey, let's do something romantic. What's the most romantic setting on earth for a wedding? They both yell Vegas, jinx, then the flight's delayed. It's kismet, a blessing from beyond a divine accident. Why didn't we think of this? Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Smoking anything including electronic cigarettes anywhere on board is forbidden territory as it's dangerous well this story might only oh maybe only the ladies will understand this story but i'm well endowed i always have been big boobs just have deep ever since i was young and uh you know just it is what it is and um i'm in madrid and our pickup time was nine o'clock in the morning right okay well, I get a call saying, oh, this is in the morning. Uh, the pickup isn't at 9 o'clock. It's at 8.30. Well, I don't know about your time frame for getting ready, but 30 minutes is a big chunk to take off for me. And I was like, Whoa! 
<laughs> rushing. Okay, I gotta like cut some things out. I normally check in for my flight home. No, nope, not doing that. Like basically other things. I'm like can't do that. Can't do that. You know, just do just do the basics because I gotta get out of here because we're picking up a half an hour early. Half an hour early is a lot. So I'm I'm thinking okay, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And I go to put my bra on, my underwire bra, and the underwire snaps like in the middle snaps and I was like oh, oh okay but you know I don't have a lot of time and I know I have a sports bra at like at the bottom of my suitcase but I don't think I have time to to dig it out and I think well I'm just going with this I gotta get downstairs and it's time to go so my uniform is rather tight and it really wasn't a problem so it I worked the whole day with my broken underwire, it was fine. And then I changed to go home on my commuter flight. And again, I'm rushing. And so I'm rushing and I forget all about my broken wire. It's been now like 12, 13 hours since this happened and I forgot all about it. And then I'm on my commuter flight and I'm thinking, something, something, something feels weird because now I have on a blousey top. <laughs> I look down <laughs> and one is higher than the other one. And there's a, a wire, like, sticking out the side. Not that anybody could see the wire. Uh, and unless someone was really focusing on my chest, I don't think, like, you would notice. But I sure did. Now pointing out your exits. Your nearest exit could be behind you. Count the rows to the exit so you know the fastest route out. Uh, it was, like, new hire. It was, like, probably was my second trip. And it was uh, uh, the cockpit call. And it's, like, a... You guys, do you have any specials? And I was like, specials? I was like, no, we only have peanuts and pretzels. <laughs> you meant like wheelchairs. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 do you have any wheels and deals? It's like, oh, okay, dad, give me a second. And he started laughing. He's like, what was that for? <laughs> peanuts. Peanuts and we don't have specials. It's like special meat or something. <laughs> I was, that was my first. It's cute. That was my first time. So I am planning that trip back to Church Hill, Canada, the polar bear capital of the world. If you heard those episodes, you know that when I was there, I saw pictures of all the whales they get there in the summer, beluga whales. You can kayak with them and snorkel with them. And it's like, I'm coming back. I don't think I've ever in all of my traveling gone back to the same place again, like that quickly, except for that one time I was dating that guy in Belize. I did go back there for my first international first date. Uh, but this is just <laughs> bears and beluga whales. So I'm planning the trip and it's a just like before, it's kind of a challenging trip to plan because there's no roads that go in there and the flight is very expensive. And the last time I went standby and they had told me that most likely I wasn't going to get on because they have a lot of weight and balance issues because they take a lot of cargo because there aren't any roads that go there. Um, so I don't know if I want to risk that again because I'm going to have all these tours and a hotel paid and I don't, I don't want to want to risk not getting there. And the and I'm having to book now because all the hotels are selling out uh, because there's, there's just not that much in that town. There's not that many hotels and there's no roads. So I was like, maybe I won't go standby, but I don't want to pay the full fare ticket. So maybe I'll take the train. I wanted to take the train the last time, but the because of COVID, the sleeper cars and the 
the dining car was closed and you had to sit in coach for 48 hours and you had to bring all your own food. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> but now I'm like, should I take the train? So I'm still deciding, but I was reading about the train to try to help make my decision. And it's basically said it's the slowest train in the world. And you're like, okay. And somebody wrote, it's it, it goes at like a fast walking pace. <laughs> you're like, oh, right. And then I also read that it can be like 17 hours late because of the tracks and ice and there's all kind of issues. Uh, but so I don't know yet and I will keep you up to date. Okay, one of the types of stories I like is what I call love is in the air. And you have a love is in the air story? I do. <laughs> this is sort of the story of how my husband and I got together. We had met in college way back when. However, we separated. I didn't see him for six years. You dated? We dated okay. a little bit in college. Nothing, nothing major, but um, so I didn't see or hear from him for six years. And then... Six years later, I'm working for been there for three months, and I get a note in my mailbox at work from this man that I haven't seen in six years. And come to find out, he had talked to one of his fraternity brothers who had kept in contact with me and said, oh, you can get word with her. Um, just just go to the ticket counter. So so he wasn't even flying anywhere? He no, just went to he, the ticket counter? He was flying. He, okay. was going, he was going to a wedding in Las Vegas, okay. and he decided he picked up a gift card from one of the stores, wrote a quick note in it, and then when he was checking in at the ticket counter, he said, I have a friend who works for, um, I heard that I could get word to her some way, and I have a note for her. And the ticket agent was kind enough to either drop it in company mail or take it to our lounge and drop it in my mailbox. So after six years... Actually, that was really nice of the agent. Very much so. I wish I had his name, his or her name. Right. Yeah. Six years later, I mean, he said, hey, would you like to get together? So I brought a bunch of my um, flight attendant friends. He brought a bunch of his friends. And all of a sudden, the love was back. Aww. And that's how we got married. And the love and is in the air. Yes. <laughs> I'm married 28 years now. That's so sweet. <laughs> so I was at work. And in briefing, I noticed that I knew this one guy. I think I've flown with him once before. And I've there uh, was a girl that I've flown with her once before. Uh, I saw her, see her in the lounge a lot. And um, now we're on the plane and we finished the service and she is sitting at the two right jump seat and she is writing something down and he comes along and he kisses the back of her neck. And I was like, oh, well, that's very familiar. I hope he's not going to try to kiss me. <laughs> so I said, did you just kiss her? And he goes, yeah, I just kiss anybody who's sitting at two right. And I'm looking at him and he goes, now, now we're dating. We've been dating for like two years. So it's been a long time since I've flown with either of them. <laughs> but I was like, wow, he just kisses everybody. A couple of months back, I told a story how we were serving these hot pockets coming into the United States. One's barbecue chicken, one is goat cheese and onion, and we had run out of the chicken. So I was like, would you like lunch? Because it sounds nicer than, uh, we don't have it other, any other choice, so here's what we have left. So it's like, would you like lunch? And the woman looked at it and said, you're telling me this comes from a goat. She had never heard of goat cheese, apparently. And I said, yes. And so the guy, the guy had, that had kissed the girl, 
<laughs> he goes, you should have said, yes. <laughs> of course, I didn't think of that at the moment. Yes. Thank you for embarking upon your journey with Air New Zealand. May your path always be guided by the light of the stars. And may the future bestow upon you all the happiness and adventure our Middle Earth has to offer. That's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you don't have any flight mares this summer, especially flying in the nofuck. I hope you join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. That's a wrap, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.